Hello, friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 10th day of March. I'm Paul White. I'm in the 37th chapter of Genesis. We've turned the page from, we just watched the funeral of Isaac at the end of 35. 36 is predominantly the family of Esau, chiefs of Edom, sons of Seir, kings of Edom, chiefs of Esau. So big genealogical listings that take up about 43 verses. We're going to jump to 37 where we get introduced to Joseph. I mean, we've met him because, you know, he's alive, uh, but we haven't really learned anything about him. He's just a little boy, the last that we have seen him. In fact, just a baby. But now Jacob comes to dwell in the land of Canaan, the place where, according to verse 1, his father was a stranger. Remember, Canaan is ultimately the promised land. Jacob is wandering around in the land that is promised to Abraham. We don't see that Israel possesses this land until after the slavery incident in Egypt. And as we get into slavery as a topic of the Old Testament, because up to this point, the only real touching of the slavery issue is Hagar, the Egyptian's handmaid, the slave. Even that is sort of masked in different language. Um, But as we get into it, we're going to start to go down the roads as to why. And I I think, and I'll just go ahead and say this, one of the great reasons why the slavery story exists in the Bible is so that Israel would better understand the Hagars of the world so that they too would know what it means to be enslaved. And so Egypt is on the horizon. One of the first steps towards getting us to that is this incident with Joseph and his brethren. And in many ways, Joseph is a Christ-like character. You know, he's a provider and a redeemer and he marries a Gentile bride and all the things we'll get into. But there's also just some elements of, of younger brothers. There's this element of conflict in between brothers, which has been a theme in the Bible from Cain and Abel, and of course, Jacob and Esau, and now magnified in the battle between Joseph and his brothers. And I I, kind of laugh when I read these first 11 verses of, of Genesis 37, even though I probably shouldn't because it doesn't end well. I know where it's going. Uh, it, it ends up with Joseph being sold into slavery. But you laugh because sometimes it's as if the Bible is trying to send us a message that if we're, if we're super like hyper-spiritual and overly theological, I think we'll miss it because our tendency is to think, well, if it's in the Bible, it probably has this deep spiritual connotation I really need to pay attention to rather than, oh, it could be giving me practical advice if I would listen. And I think this is giving practical advice. There's certainly some spiritual advice here, but some of the practical advice is, well, let me read a couple verses. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah, the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. You couldn't write it any more pointed unless you said, Joseph was a tattletale. <laughs> he, he told on his brothers for what they were doing. And we don't know what they were doing, but whatever they were doing, Joseph didn't think they ought to be doing it. So he went back and told daddy. 
And then as if to set up the plot, verse 3 says, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. So there's a lot happening here. But there's two things I want to bring out in today's podcast. We're going to unfurl these verses. And the first thing is what we were already talking about. That sometimes it's as if the stories are trying to give us practical advice. Like, don't be a tattletale. Don't be the guy that brings the bad report. And if you are the guy that brings the bad report, get ready. There will be repercussions. It doesn't mean sometimes a bad report isn't necessary. But there are repercussions to bringing the bad report. You just need to be sure that they are the kind of repercussions you're willing to handle. And you might be, because if a bad report is what you need to give, then it's what you need to give. And the repercussions might be that you have to deal with the bad. Okay, fine. But you watch Joseph give the bad report. There's very It's hard to get around he's being a tattletale. And I don't know what, I don't think that has to have a spiritual connotation. Just watch how you handle yourself around people. That's pretty good. Um, The other is something we brought out in the last few days, and that's this slow transition in the identity of Jacob. If you'll notice in verse 1, Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger. This is the history of Jacob. Then it introduces Joseph. Then it introduces the concept of Joseph's brothers and the fact that, verse 3, Israel loved Joseph more than all his children. Where's Jacob? Well, we know Jacob is right here in verse 3. It's just that the text now calls him Israel. And so it's this new version of Jacob that falls in love with Israel. It's this version that's seen the face of God, that has seen mercy, that has limped, that is no longer who he was, who loves Joseph. So loving Joseph seems to have a spiritual connection here. It's not Jacob that loves, it's not the cheater that loves Joseph. It's Israel that loves Joseph. In fact, I don't think Jacob would have liked Joseph. And that's something the text is trying to show you. Jacob would have been being tattled upon. (laughs) The bad report would have been about Jacob. But Jacob has changed. He's wrestled with God. And he sees something in Joseph despite the tattletale. So there's more than meets the eye to Joseph, and only an Israel will see it. A Jacob's probably going to miss it. Watch for the things in the people around you, particularly your children. See if you can look past the things that are negative. I don't mean you got to ignore them, but see if you can find the face of God in there. Because if you look, the face of God is in there. And this might help those who have children gone astray. The face of God is in there. We've got a lot of good things to come in this 37th chapter. We'll do another one tomorrow, and I'll see you then. God bless.